Welcome everyone to Love, Joy, and Languages, a podcast about loving languages and finding joy in learning them. I am Heidi and thank you for being here today. As always, I hope you find something here at Love, Joy, and Languages that speaks to you, that inspires you, or that gives you even just an ounce of belief in yourself. Today I want to touch on the idea of slowing down, going back, or even starting over with your language. The motivation for this topic is that this is what's going on with my German right now. I think I've definitely reached that gray area between upper beginner and lower intermediate. Some may call this the intermediate plateau, but I don't like that term. I don't think it really represents what goes on when we reach an intermediate level. Of course, it can feel like our learning is leveling out because we just take in and learn so much as beginners, but my ability to take in new vocabulary and really work with and hone my grammar skills is far better as an intermediate learner. So I wouldn't say it's a plateau. It's just different. Our learning methods and objectives change as we exit the beginner phase. But anyway, for me, the main sign that I'm entering this massive intermediate phase is the feeling that I know a lot and also don't know a lot. I've studied grammar very broadly, so I understand it well, including a great deal of what would be considered intermediate level grammar, but some of it is a shaky understanding with very limited production. So my grammar skills are broad, but not deep. They aren't strong and stable. And my vocabulary usage ranges across many, many topics from day-to-day things like food and shopping to more particular themes like school supplies and perfectionism, things that are specific to my life. And just like my grammar, my vocabulary understanding is generally broad, but not deep. I think this is a really good way to describe the shift between being a beginner of a language and stepping into the intermediate zone. We have breadth, but not depth. So our abilities feel shaky. We make tons of mistakes, which, by the way, happens at every level, but there's just this constant feeling of being on unstable ground. And this is a good time to point out that the intermediate phase is huge. It's massive, much bigger than the space between total beginner and upper beginner, between levels A0 and A2. And this is really difficult because I think many of us, when we think of being an intermediate speaker of a language, what we're really envisioning is B2, that upper intermediate level where we can more fluidly, spontaneously, and confidently use the wide range of vocab and grammar that we've learned. That's what I still think of when I think of being an intermediate speaker, even as I consciously know from experience that being on unstable ground with a lot of broad knowledge but more limited skill in the language is also intermediate. It's just on the lower end of that zone. Come to think of it, this span across the subcategories of language levels is something I touched on way back in season one, episode 10. And there I was talking about this with respect to Italian. Looking at my notes from that episode right now, I said, there's something about my spoken language, especially that still feels beginner to me. I also said, being aware of all the things I can understand but can't confidently reproduce gives me the impression that my actual speaking level is lower than it probably is in reality. It's funny because I've said for a while that I don't really track my languages or my progress anymore, but I guess I sort of do by way of podcasting about language things. My spoken Italian no longer feels beginner, and I can confidently speak, even while I'm aware of my mistakes and of the things I'm not quite good at yet. 
and how I feel about my Italian and how comfortable I am talking with advanced and native speakers is much stronger now, notably different. But here I am with German, the exact same feeling I described with Italian in episode 10 over a year ago, which brings me to what I really want to talk about today, which is slowing down, going back, or even starting over in a language. For several months now, this border level of my German has felt like an impasse, where there's a decision to make on what to do next. Do I push myself forward into the intermediate zone, or do I go back and spend more time solidifying the things I've already learned? And it's all very notional, because no matter what I do, I'm going to progress. No matter which path I take, even if it's a path that circles around to topics and themes I'm already familiar with, it's progress. My language skills will become stronger whether I keep going broad or circle back to dig deep. So as seemingly always, I have to consider my mindset, what I think about my progress, my current position, what I want to do, where I want to be, and which path feels right to me. So I decided to go back and start over. I decided to start over with German after two and a half years of learning German. Not like I've taken a long break or put the language down, then decided to come back and do it and just start over because I don't know where else to start. I've been actively learning German for two and a half years, and I'm starting over. But the thing is, of course, I'm not really starting over. I did purposefully go back to the beginning of several resources, but I also purposefully let go of several resources, ones that I had started and liked but that just didn't make the cut of efficient learning for me. They just didn't fit into this phase of my life situation. Officially letting go of tools at this point was seriously like dropping extra baggage. It's all mental because, like I said in episode 41 this season about not finishing resources, I hadn't touched these tools in months, and yet they were still in the back of my mind. And when I came to this impasse where I didn't feel stable enough in my language to move forward and yet worried that going back and doing a deep and thorough review would take too much time, these resources that I hadn't touched yet hadn't let go of weighed me down. They clouded my vision. They were distractions that led me to wondering if they were actually better than what I'd used. If only I'd stuck with that resource, then maybe I wouldn't be here at this junction. Maybe I'd have reached this level with a more solid understanding and use of the language. But when I listen to my own advice and look at this situation through an objective lens, I know those things aren't true. I know that given my entire life situation, my objectives and desires and time, I know that all resources are basically equal in what they offer. The magic key is always me. It's always how I use a resource, how much I enjoy using a resource. The things that I don't enjoy or that just don't fit into my life situation naturally fall away. But it's really valuable to me to officially let go of them. I return library books, donate grammar books, delete apps, remove websites from my web browser toolbar. Anything I can do to signify to myself that those tools weren't for me and aren't for me and I have everything I need with the resources that stuck with me this far. It's a very significant thing for me to go through this process. So a mental decision to start over meant starting over only with the resources that I know work for me and letting go of the weight of the other ones that have turned into distractions that cause doubt. And then, what does it really mean for me to start over with those resources that I did keep? 
I say start over because that's what I told myself in the decisive moment. But what I've really done is just sort of pause where I am, stop intentionally seeking out new material or new grammar things to work on, and go back to repass through earlier material, picking up on things I understood but didn't grasp the first time around, and strengthening things I grasped but still need to strengthen. At the same time, I'm increasing my time spent reading and listening to German because more input is always useful. So the resources with which I'm, quote, starting over are an app, a grammar book, and a program, while also including graded readers from my local library, reading more to my kids, and listening to a podcast on my work commute and or evening walks. I have no systematic or routine way in which I'm using these things. For me, that puts way too much pressure on me to perform, and it sucks the joy out of learning. So I have these three resources, and with each one, I've gone back to the beginning. But that doesn't mean that I'm boringly working through introductions and absolute beginner material. I'm back at the early material, just leisurely reviewing the topics and stopping on anything I don't quite understand fully or anything that gives me pause. I'm taking notes on the vocabulary, but instead of lists, I'm making connections. Because I already have a broad understanding of the language, it's easier this time around to purposefully note word connections. For example, with verbs. Separable verbs in German are really difficult for me because I just don't know them. I know the root verb, but I can't always distinguish between and remember the various meanings when prefixes are added. And if you aren't learning German or don't know what separable verbs are, I'm sure you can think of some part of grammar that's rather particular to your language. Something you know exists, you can recognize, but producing it is just a whole other story. For me, I know grammatically how separable verbs function. I know where the parts go in a sentence and how to construct their past participles. But except for a handful of the most common ones that I need to use often, I try to avoid anything that has a separable prefix. So this is one of my grammar known unknowns. It's something I've already identified as weak in my language production, something I understand theoretically, but that is really unstable. So in this starting over project, when I come across separable verbs, I don't have to study the grammatical side of where to put the prefixes. That's beginner level stuff that I understand. Instead, I can dig deeper. I can take a verb that I come across in a separable verb lesson or naturally in context, and I can stop and dig around. I recently came across the verb andenken, for example. And I know denken means to think, so this probably has something to do with thinking, but you can never really be sure. So I looked it up and found that it means to commemorate. And then I kept going. What are more separable verbs in this denken family? Nachdenken, to reflect or consider. Zurückdenken, to remember or to think back. Aufdenken, to discover or detect. And I could just go on and on and on. But the point is that my first time going on this German language path as a beginner, I learned about separable verbs and how they function grammatically. And I learned several of the most common ones that I can use properly. So that gave me the broad understanding. But for the longest time, I just didn't feel good about this part of grammar because I hadn't gone deeper. So as I start over, once I reach separable verbs again, ah, I already have a good bird's eye view of them. Now I can dive in. I can search for more vocabulary in this category for synonyms and so on. 
And that brings up another example of what I'm gaining from this second pass through beginner material. Synonyms, antonyms, superlatives, and comparative words. One skill that we gain as language learners is the ability to talk around what we want, to find something that's good enough when we can't find the specific word we need. And we accomplish this through synonyms, antonyms, and comparative words. On my first pass through this material, I started forming this skill with the words that did stick. The German word for difficult, for example, is one that just never comes to mind, but easy does. So the first pass, I picked up saying not easy instead of difficult. Anytime I want to say something is hard, I instead say that it's not easy. Totally acceptable, but I know that I do this because I can't remember difficult or hard. This starting over time, though, I can focus on this. So when I came across the word for easy in my app, instead of glossing over it because I already know this word, it was a reminder that I needed to stop here and pick up more. I could discover how to say various synonyms like simple, uncomplicated, or basic. In German, I often hear light used instead of easy. Then, of course, I reviewed the word for difficult and its synonyms like tough, challenging, or tedious maybe. One of those is going to stick. Then, do I confidently know how to use these words in a variety of ways? Easier, easiest, harder, more difficult than easier than? Can I use them in various declensions with different cases and gendered nouns? And all of this deeper study and review was born out of just coming across the word easy, something I already know how to say. In this way, I'm strengthening and honing this beginner level material so that it feels more natural to use. I practice other grammatical concepts at the same time, and I feel more stable in my speaking and understanding abilities. So for me, starting over, as I call it, or reviewing, or even just slowing down, doesn't have to mean wasting time or being bored with old material. It doesn't have to mean just going over things we already know. I envision it like this. I'm putting the cement on the bricks that I've started stacking to build my language house. I'm building a German house made of German words and German grammar. It's a brick house so that I can make a metaphor out of it, but every word and every grammar topic that I learn is a brick, and I'm stacking them. But the cement is how I strengthen and fortify that house, right? Some bricks, especially ones at the very bottom layers, are already cemented together. They're strong. They're creating a stable foundation. So I kept adding more and more bricks, at times doing a hasty job or just mindlessly stacking them. But once I got to the second floor of my house, I realized that many bricks were starting to wobble, some even falling off. There were holes in the walls of my house. I could have continued building up, but it didn't feel right to me. My gut really told me that I needed to go back, fill in those holes, and lay the bricks together with the proper binder. So that's what I'm doing. I call it starting over because I'm going back to the bottom of my German house and I'm fortifying the first floor, cementing the bricks together, making sure it can support the weight of the second floor when I get there again. And it's not about perfection or all or nothing. I'm not trying to cement every single brick, although for a real house that would be important, but I just want it to be strong enough to move forward with confidence. Hopefully this metaphor gives a good picture of my perception of my language. Like I said, my gut told me that I needed to go back. 
I couldn't shake the idea that moving forward would cause wider instability and reduce my confidence, motivation, and desire even more. And I really needed to listen to that. From experience, I knew I really needed to listen to that. Because with Italian, I didn't listen to my gut, and I struggled for much longer than I think I should have allowed myself. And I didn't just struggle with the language, but my confidence was shaky for a really long time, which led me to not speaking as much as I could, shying away from reading and listening more, and spending a lot of time avoiding the language that I desperately wanted to learn. When I reached this point in Italian, where I was entering the intermediate phase of understanding and yet had so many holes and weaknesses in my beginner-level production of the language, I never went back to purposefully review or focus on those weaknesses. Instead, I kept listening to the voice that told me I should know those things by now, so facing them would just be evidence of my failures. How many times did I say to myself, Ugh, I should know this, or even worse, I should know this by now? as if time were the only measure of progress. In order to combat this and maintain a realistic perspective of my language journey with German, and also to heal this negative mentality that had festered in my Italian journey, I decided to start over. I needed to properly signify to my brain that I'm not trying to move forward and not trying to learn new things, other than a bit more level-appropriate vocabulary. It was important for me to call this starting over and not reviewing because when I think of reviewing, I go into exam mode. In my lifetime, I've spent a total of 20 years being a student in school or university. So I can't help but think of review as being a short-term thing where I skim my notes and practice a few problems. I needed this to be more intentional. I needed to free myself from the pressure of moving only forward, of consuming only new concepts, and I needed to respect my intuition that told me that this would be good, that forward movement will feel so much better when I clear up some of the more vague and shaky things going on in my German language. So how's it going for me? The really good thing about this project is that I can stop at any time and go back to where I was, ready to jump into intermediate things and not feel like a failure. You know when you set out to read a book in your new language or start a program or something like that, the outcome possibilities appear binary, success or failure. Finishing the book or finishing the program equals success. Not doing so equals failure. I think it's very natural to think in this sort of way, but at the same time that we consciously know as language learners that success and failure aren't so rigidly defined, it can be difficult to feel successful when we haven't finished the thing, right? It's hard to recognize the little things we gain when there are so many big things still waiting to be mastered. So that's something I really like about this starting over project. It has no definitive ending. It's a completely unbounded project that I'm trusting will just naturally taper off as I improve my use of the language. It's a completely unbounded project that I'm trusting will just naturally taper off as I improve my use of the language. And just as my intuition told me that I needed to go back, that it's the right path for me, I trust that my intuition will know when I'm ready to say, okay, let's move forward into new territory. And every single thing that I uncover or recognize or clarify during my time going back in the language is a success. And it feels like success. 
There are a few things in language learning more gratifying to me than an aha moment when all the pieces of a concept or topic start coming together to make sense and then being able to go out and use those things. So that's one thing that's going really well for this project. The continual feeling of success with no definitive finish line adding pressure to my learning. And the material side of it is also going really, really well. I know I've chosen the right resources with which to move forward because even though I completely reset my level to the beginning of the app I'm using, which is Speakly for anyone who's curious, I went back to the beginning of the grammar book, and even though I'm rereading slash uncovering German Uncovered, the program I kept on board, none of it has been boring. None of it has felt like a waste of my time or that I'm just covering material I've already mastered. None of these resources are so basic in the beginning that I needed to skip over a chunk of material in order to get to the good stuff, which again tells me that I've made the right decision. There are still so many holes and things I don't completely understand in beginner level material, and every single time I access these resources, I find a hole and start to fill it. And this is the difference between that I should know this feeling I mentioned earlier and the I'm getting to know this feeling that I have now. Coming across separable verbs in intermediate level material where the verbs aren't the main point, but instead they're a prerequisite for learning the new grammar, that feels like I should know them. And if this is something that's really shaky, it's too easy for me to feel bad about myself, to feel like I just don't get this whole language, it's too hard, and why am I even trying? I wanted to avoid those feelings, and in order to do that, I knew I needed to simply go back. It's the difference between working to avoid negative thoughts in the future, ones that I know from experience await me if I don't do something different this time, and meeting those negative thoughts before realizing I can do something about them. Does that make sense? This is something that's so great about learning a second or additional new language. I know what I can expect of my thoughts. I know the I should know this by now lies ahead, and I know I can change paths to avoid it altogether. So now that I started over, when I come across separable verbs, for example, not only do they feel less intimidating because I already know how to use them, but they also aren't presented as something I should know. They're not a prerequisite. Instead, they're something I kind of know. We're acquaintances, and now I want to become friends. I want to ask more questions and know more about them. I'm full of cheesy analogies today, I know, but I'm going with it. So this episode is, of course, all about my German, where I am, and how I'm getting to the next level. But the key takeaway is this. Do what feels right to you, and call it whatever you want. I'm sure to some language folks out there, me saying that I decided to start over with German after two and a half years of learning German sounds dramatic and unnecessary. It sounds boring and not very useful. But like I said, for me, I needed to think of it as starting over whether or not I'm really going back to the very beginner basics or not. Starting over is more powerful and intentional to my brain than going back or reviewing R. So that's what I needed, and it feels great. It honestly feels free. When you do what's right for you, whether language learning or not, but when you make a decision or choose a path that you know is right for you, things start falling into place, and it's so much easier to move forward with confidence. I can't stress enough the importance of perspective in language learning. How we perceive our language matters. 
How we perceive our abilities matters. How we perceive our level matters. How we perceive our past, present, and future with the language matters. If we ignore our perspectives about our language journeys, then I think it's easier for us to fall into a mindset of what we think should happen, of comparison to others, and of never being satisfied or even proud of what we actually do. So that's what I want to leave you with today. If you're struggling with a decision on what to do or where to go with your language, if you've pushed through really quickly yet feel unstable where you are, or if you are just at a slow incline not really feeling like you're going anywhere, I want what I've shared today to be your permission to pause, to go back, to slow down, to start over, or even to push forward. This is your permission to listen to your intuition, not to the crowd. It's your permission to make a choice and then take it back because your journey is yours and there is no standard for what we should do or what we should be able to do. There's no single right way to do things. There's no single path that gets us to where we want to be. And there's time. There's time to pause. There's time to go back. It doesn't always have to be a push forward. So listen to your gut respect your intuition, and be confident that whatever you choose at any point in your journey is going to help you. Even if you have to backtrack and go a different way, every lesson learned is valuable. With that, my language friends, I hope you have a fantastic week, that you give yourself grace, believe in yourself, and keep seeing all the progress you're making. Have a lovely, lovely week, and until next time, ciao.